This episode is brought to you by USAA Insurance. USAA Homeowners Insurance not only helps you cover your home, it also helps you cover your budget, lower your premium in a number of ways, like saving up to 10% when you bundle home and auto insurance, saving up to 15% if you've been claims-free for five years, regardless of your previous insurance provider, and scoring even more deals and discounts on things like home security, moving, and storage with the USAA Perks Program. Tap the banner or visit usaa.com homeowners to learn more and get a quote. Restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Hey, this is Patrick Mahomes, quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs, and you're listening to the Fantasy Footballers Podcast. Welcome to the Fantasy Footballers Podcast with your hosts, Andy Holloway, Jason Moore, and Mike Wright. Oh, welcome in. Thursday, June 29th. Mike Wright, the fantasy hitman himself, in the building. Jason Moore, Andy Holloway. Jason, still head bobbing. I liked my intro. It was like, Mike. The fantasy hitman, right? He's here in the building. Jason's here too. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Jason. Yeah. Uh, don't, hey guys, don't worry about me. Okay, you move on. Just talk a your, little bit more about Mike. All of your nicknames are they're they're there for a day or two. Yeah, and they're gone. Yeah, I could have gone. The Squatch. The Quatch is back, or whatever it was. Well, big, uh, big shimmy. Yeah. Double stuff. Yeah. Big gravy. Nothing's really a big gravy. That's more, isn't that around here? Yeah, that's foosball. I mean, if you have something, Mike named himself 10 years ago, so. I, actually, I was thinking about this, Uh-oh. and I thought Uh-oh. of a nickname that I wanted. Oh. Like, and I want to take it. This is big news. Completely, forever. The fantasy hitman. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? I think I would like that. <laughs> you, you're in. Yeah. So Jason, so you're the fantasy hitman. The fantasy right? hitman. That, yeah, I don't have to take it from you, Mike. Huh. We'll just share it. Yeah. It's a different. I just want some I mean, copyright it, allowance. It's like it's like boxing. I mean, so many boxers have you know like the people's champ. Yeah, or like the, uh, well, sweetness. I was thinking of uh, Walter Payton, but but there's plenty of guys in boxing who have the same nickname. Yeah, why don't you start the intro over and give us both <laughs> what we deserve now? I don't know if I'm supporting this. I might go back to Quatch. Okay. Whether you like I mean, it or not. If we do that, Jason, then we can be the fantasy hit men. Ooh, together when we're in the same room. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how I like that. Uh, welcome into the show. We've got uh, a good quick question for you today. Not a lot of news to talk about. Kind of a lull when it comes to, I mean, yeah, you can only talk about uh, hypothetical Dalvin Cook destinations and DeAndre Hopkin, Hopkins uh, trying to generate more interest money from other teams so many times. So we'll just wait for that news to break. But um, mailbag on the show today, best ball breakdown. We do have a couple of announcements. One, it's big. Saturday, the draft analyzer is out. It'll be available. 
It and it it is. I mean, we've upgraded it every year, <clears throat> but it's awesome. Like you know, we're we're not only testing it but using it. What on is our, it, Jason? On our own teams, you can if you've done any drafts. Uh, whether you do a mock draft, you could put it in manually, or whether you've got a league that's a dynasty league and it's done, or you do a new draft now or in draft season, you can import your rosters from uh, Sleeper, ESPN, or Yahoo, or put them in manually, and it will grade your team. It'll give you what we think, you know, it, what is the quality of this roster. It'll talk about your strengths, your weaknesses. It'll break it down by position. It'll even tell you which one of us three ballers likes your team the most. Which yeah, I based always, on how we have players ranked. I always find interesting because, and I, I love this uh, validation in the tool, but every single time that Mike or myself or Andy uses this tool, it's always ourself. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, Jason <laughs> likes my team the best because, yeah, yes, and it's there, great. Thank goodness. No personal biases at all. It's just... Just just facts. Yeah, I mean, we did different ways to play. So that's available on Saturday with the UDK Plus. You can get the Ultimate Draft Kit at ultimatedraftkit.com. And if you have the regular UDK and you want to upgrade so you can access it, very easy to do from your account page. The Dynasty Podcast. Oh, baby. Mike tells me yesterday's episode was top it, 10. It was excellent. We, we talked about the top 10 Dynasty startup tips. We talked about uh, back in the day when you would read books to try and get a free Pizza Hut pizza. I do remember and it. Yeah. Then I, I'm, I'm going to dap myself up. I came up with a, a very good analogy for drafting wide receivers and running backs for your Dynasty startup that you don't want to miss. Okay. Check it out. The Dynasty podcast once a week. Borg bets and then one of us on the show. Mike was on yesterday's episode. You can find us on Twitter at the FF Ballers. You guys ready for the quick question? Let's go. Brooks tells me we have a drop for it. Ooh. Stack attack. And we had a drop yeah. for it. Yeah. Tasty. Uh, favorite quarterback wide receiver stack to target based on their current average draft position. I think the based on current average draft position is very important this year because of the big three awesome quarterbacks last year. If you want... One of those great quarterbacks who obviously, like, who who wouldn't want a Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs stack or a Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes stack or A.J. Brown and Jalen Hurts? Like, yeah, those are great. They're going to cost you at least two of your first three picks. It if might not, be impossible. Your first two picks. Yeah, you might not actually be able to execute on that just because of how high they it got. is. It is very difficult. So I, I went with what um, I have the most of. It's a stack that is, to me, just about the easiest to pull off, um, and that is the Cooper Cup-Matthew Stafford stack because Cooper Cup is someone that I'm willing to take at the 102. Um, I don't think it's crazy to take him at the 101, but I've gotten him at the 109. You, as in, like, McCaffrey's this locked in? Yes, McCaffrey cup? to okay. me is the 101, but uh, and, and I would take Justin Jefferson in some leagues or, or, or Chase. You know, there's arguments to be made, but my point is Cup is deserving of being the number one pick, but you can sometimes get him late in the first round, usually the middle of the first round. And so there's there's a wide area to to grab him, d uh, depending on where you uh, you know are drafting. And then Stafford is free. Well, Stafford I, is so easy to grab. You can grab him a little ahead of ADP if you've got Cup and complete that stack. That's the, I think, more interesting point in that stack is like taking the shot on Stafford because of where he's ranked. I mean, quarterback – 24 right now so it is a choice to opt into that stack versus 
taking a shot on another quarterback later in the draft. But I think we've been saying it. Uh, I'll continue to say it until we have a reason not to. Don't underestimate. You know, Mike brought up uh, Van Jefferson um, as a as a was it value? Or yeah, s- yeah, as a value candidate. Or, on the, uh, yeah, or sleeper, on the sleeper episode. And uh, and uh, uh, we haven't really mentioned his name, but Puka. Yeah, has been was he uh, Kyle fifth round pick? I don't know. If, I remember it off the top of my head. Fifth but, round pick. Yeah, fifth round. the cow. So he's been he's been picking up some some buzz. Wow, uh, that was another thing we talked about the dynasty combo, podcast. Puka and Tutu. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. two of your wide receivers. Teammates. That's fantastic. Yeah. But the uh, there's been a noticeable, at least to me. I, I don't know if you guys have, have kind of perceived this, but a a in the time period of let's elevate, let's puff piece every new player on our team. There's been some high draft capital rookies who I've not heard a single thing about. Now, training camp hasn't started, but you had rookie camps. You had all these things. You had opportunities for these beat reporters to come out and just just pump the jets for for these players. But, like, Jaden Reed of the Packers, you heard anything about him? No, Because I'm hearing about Romeo Dobbs. Yeah. So so the fact that, that Puka in the fifth round is getting – some uh, some steam here as a possible starter for this team. He's he is a player that you need to keep an eye on now. Yeah, one one other rookie wide receiver that's had that is Michael Wilson out of Arizona. In terms of actually, you know, when you talk about one generating not, some buzz, generating some buzz. I'm going to follow uh, Jason's stack selection because uh, I think it's in the same vein in a lot I of like, ways. I like I like it, and it's the Tyreek Hill to a Tungavailoa stack. Specifically because you, you talked about Cup. He could go as high as two or three if you wanted to. Tyreek's in that category just as much as Cooper Cup is. And, you know, we're looking at average draft position and the way that the first round is is uh, kind of happening right now. We were looking at our rankings, right? And mm-hmm. Josh Jacobs is our consensus number three running back. But he's not. it's not like he's ranked 3-3-3 three, three, three among us. It's just that the group beyond basically CMC and Eckler – we have all over the map. I mean, I think one. Yeah. I think your number two running back, Derrick Henry, Mike, is my number ten. Yeah. So the variation between the running backs means that you don't have this like automatic set in stone order that the running backs are going to go. And here you have uh, wide receivers like Chase, Jefferson, Cup, and Tyreek. And you probably put Diggs in that category, but like you know what you're getting with those guys. And so if you're going to go with the known commodity and Tyreek Hill, then Tua sitting there, like. I know it from years past with Mahomes, but like when you when you stack Tyreek with a quarterback, yeah, oh, good and, things it, and good things happen on that week. But for those two, you don't lose those weeks. And so Tua is really the yeah you're you're taking a gamble with injury, the concussions. At this point, I'm moving forward with Tua, not presuming another concussion, but looking at him like a value in the draft because he's going near the ninth round. And I'll make other, I'll figure it out if he goes down. Yeah, it's it's worth. It's worth pointing out that, you know, where Tyreek goes, you know, you are going to be deciding between someone like Tyreek and Stephon Diggs or maybe even Jamar Chase. And the counterpart quarterbacks are going to cost a lot, lot more for those other guys than they do for Tua. And that that means not only does it cost you more to complete the stack, but also lower, much, much lower probability that you can complete the stack. And, yeah, you don't want to – again, I, I it might be worth talking, Mike, about general stack philosophy. This is our favorite quarterback wide receiver stack to target at current ADP, but we're not saying 
you always go into your draft right. targeting a stack, right? Yeah, you you don't do that. And then uh, did you guys catch the Josh Jacobs recent? And well, I'd be happy or sad to hear it, Mike, as uh, a dynasty manager of Josh Jacobs. The word holdout has cool. surfaced. Right on. Great. <laughs> and how many fantasy points do the holdouts produce for my team? Uh, per week, I believe it's zero. Awesome. Yeah. Right around there. We're yeah. still we're still a ways off from that, but I mean, if you want to post mortem on the on the dynasty trade I made, and you just want to listen to how things might not go oh, perfectly, man. because we we look, you have to take gambles in dynasty. Sure, you make um, attempts to you make calculated gambles. And so I moved Dalvin Cook this offseason before this all happened, which that seems like a home run. But I also moved Ramondre Stevenson. I did it pre-draft, and I moved those two players to get uh, Josh Jacobs. And there, I mean, there were other pieces, but Josh Jacobs and, and I think Raheem Mostert came over and Jeff Wilson. And right now, Ramondre made it through unscathed. I mean, he looks like he is yeah. locked and loaded, well, ready to go. Or Dalvin Cook ends up <laughs> on the Patriots and you pulled off an ultimate heist. Well, yeah, or he ends up in Miami and Jeff Wilson and yeah. Mostert disappear. I mean, these are the hold your breath moments of dynasty leagues. But the, the quote was yeah, let's hear from Pelissero. Josh Jacobs, at this point, if there's not a long-term deal, I don't anticipate jo uh, Jacobs being there at the start of training camp, and I don't know that he shows up week one. Well, I, I'm going to choose. Still a long ways away. To not believe that. We're a long ways away. That's but, my choice. But that's not great to hear. But back to so They lose a lot of money, though, in the modern day oh, hold, yes, holdout, yes. right? And he's on a franchise tag paying him the big bucks. So yeah, it's, him it's, and Saquon, will be. it'll be hard to watch them like, how long was Gordon out when he actually did it? Uh, Melvin like a, Gordon. At least a month. Yeah, I think it was, I want to say six weeks. Mike's got a better memory than, than six, I do. Six sounds but about I, right. But I do know that in the new collective bargaining agreement, it is much more difficult. You know, you used to have holdouts all the time, but you lose a lot of money when you hold out right now. And for a running we're back just, to lose money? We're just going to hope he doesn't want to do training camp. That's what we're going to hope. Right. Yeah. Who wants to do training camp? Who wants to do training camp? Practice? <laughs> all right mike you've got a stack for us uh also four games so four. Okay. Uh, congratulations to me uh my stack it it is a little bit more difficult to pull off because of adp you'll you would need something to bounce it's a back-to-back -back round stack it, right? it, it, it would have to bounce it right in your direction but i love the value of keenan allen right now as the wide receiver 17 going in the fourth round and i think we're all in on justin herbert this year having a bounce back having Kellen Moore come in and be his offensive coordinator, having Quentin Johnston be the third wide receiver instead of the other guys that they've had to rely on, or even the wide receiver too as Keenan Allen and Mike Williams go in and out of the lineup. But Herbert, to me, uh, of the guys that are not, you know, we talked about the big three. Justin Herbert, to me, is the one who is the least surprising if he ends up making the jump back to being a truly elite difference maker so that's why I like him and I like that stack a little like Stafford could could get in there Tua definitely could we had a, a stretch there where it looked like Tua was was primed to be a top five quarterback or so but I think that Herbert can make the jump back up there and going with Keenan Allen who was just an absolute target machine once he got back on the field I think that continues and we get at least one more year of of top tier Keenan and before we move on from our favorite stacks I think Andy you wanted to talk about stacking in general so that the Foot Clan can know like should we stack do we need to stack do we have to stack and th there are 
you know, you can win fantasy a number of different ways. You want to go early round this or late round that, you can win both ways. You want zero RB, heavy RB, you can win both ways. Uh, but Matt DeSorbo, one of our uh, great writers, uh, a math wizard, did this incredible study on stacking. I taught him everything he knows. For, yes, you did. Yeah. Yes, yeah. you did, Andy. Thank you. Um, and uh, take that, Matt. <laughs> Wait, Andy. He's insulted. L- just listen, Andy did this great study <laughs> Thank you. Um, on stacking. And it was because in best ball, it's pretty much widely accepted. You have to have, like, massive explosions. Andy just verbally communicated. DeSorbo was just more right. like a uh, stenographer. Exactly what happened. And so when I read Andy's words via Matt DeSorbo, <laughs> what it was is it, it really did um, – indicate that even in redraft leagues even if the players score the exact same amount of points the fact that the variation comes with higher outputs together it is actually a value in redraft to have a stack now that does not mean that you reach for these players yeah you, you don't, don't you don't go and take a knife it into your draft strategy not at all you don't reach a round or two ahead of adp you don't uh you know force the issue and grab the stack because stacks are supposed to be good but it's worth knowing that when you're staring down two quarterbacks and they're about the same average draft position and you've got their wide receiver one of one yeah, of those two yeah. guys that's the difference maker grab grab your stack well and let, let me paint a different scenario because mike you mentioned that you know herbert would be one of those guys that you're not surprised pops into the top three i would imagine the other name there is Lamar Jackson to me. That, yes. Like, it, it wouldn't surprise me if Lamar Jackson. Now, the stack for Lamar, if it's not Mark Andrews, it's not It's not going to be. Mark Andrews. It is Mark Andrews. <laughs> it is Mark Andrews. But if you are trying to take a shot, I get I, what I'm saying is if you have Lamar early. Sure. And then you're late and you're doing the Rashad Bateman, Beckham, Zay Flowers decision making versus somebody in the same tier in the same eighth round, you might go with the player that has that correlation just for that potential upside. And let, let me – something we buried at the beginning. I love stacking from a fun perspective. Mm-hmm. I enjoy it when my team is built that way. Mike made a dynasty trade this offseason very much predicated on, I think, in yes, part, the was. enjoyment of combining – I mean, you had Justin Fields. You made a move to get Joe Burrow because you had Jamar Chase. It is a very fun way to play fantasy. So when you have that opportunity and then you have the math that I obviously did and DeSorbo kind of got out there right. and you have that math to back up its upside, it can be a really uh, attractive draft strategy if you just don't force it. Do you think it is rude that DeSorbo's name is on that article to no, you, I, Andy? I, to me, it's like a pseudonym. Okay. All right. So <laughs> you, you know, okay. it's a pseudonym, but it's a real person. Right. <laughs> I love it's, it. It's not a created fictional no, alter no. ego of me. It's no. just this other guy. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a pseudonym of Andy. It's a Harvard educated <laughs> other guy. Yeah. My pseudonym. Yes. As Matt, I would say. Matt Sorbo. Yeah. All right. So anything else you guys want to touch on, on there in nope. uh, the stack discussion? All right. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Some things may seem small at the time, but when you keep them inside, when you keep everything bottled up, you leave those emotions to fester, and they can have some serious negative consequences. I know when I was younger, you know, you don't want to always say what's on your mind. You don't want to be seen as ungrateful or insensitive or whatever, but sometimes you bottle those things up too long, and they develop into real problems. Talking things out, working through what's weighing you down, it is more helpful than you realize. 
And if you want a safe space for that conversation, I recommend therapy. I've had therapy. I've had practical, personal advances through therapy, whether I'm learning positive coping skills, how to set boundaries personally, how to make better habits in my life. There's a lot of benefit, and you can give BetterHelp a try if you've been thinking of starting therapy. It's entirely online. It's convenient and flexible. It's also easy to get started. You just fill out one brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash footballers to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash footballers. This episode is brought to you by USAA Insurance. When you're a homeowner in the military community, peace of mind is priority. And USAA Homeowners Insurance is the award-winning service to give you just that. If you have to file a claim, the process is transparent and easy. You can do it all right in the USAA app. And replacement cost coverage comes standard. That means damaged items are repaired or replaced, even if they cost more today than they did when you bought them, which could put your wallet at ease to tap the banner or visit USAA.com slash homeowners to learn more and get a quote. Restriction supply. Let me just say, I love you, Matt DeSorbo. Yeah. What a talent. Yeah. And welcome to the team, his brother. Yeah, that's exciting. And a bunch of new writers. Check them out. Make sure you follow them on Twitter. Five? Five new Five writers? Five new writers joining the team. Joining the family. And that's a that's a competitive... They're, they're, uh... they're joining the hitmen. Oh, <laughs> gosh. <laughs> See, the only comfort I have from this whole like bit is that your, your uh, nickname's last a day. Right, and then yeah, we move on. Exactly. So this show, I'll this have show, it. I'm the fantasy hitman, and and uh, <laughs> next show, I'll be something different. It's kind of a pseudonym, I would say. Right, exactly. <laughs> We you know, we might need a Jason nickname shirt. Oh, that's just all my nicknames. Yes, <laughs> I mean, we have all, like every year we come it's out just with this face with, in the middle with yeah. all of the nicknames. I don't, I'm gonna make a note. All right. Yeah. Okay. Um, you ready for the mailbag? Let's go. Mailbag. Mailbag. Yeah. <laughs> Jason nickname shirt. <laughs> all right. Hopping into the mailbag, we have best ball breakdown coming up as well. If you have a question for the show, you can head to the website, thefantasyfootballers.com. Click that Submit a Question button, or you can dial our voicemail hotline, 302-464-TFFB. Let's jump into a voicemail question. Hey, ballers, huge fan of the show. Uh, just wondering about uh, Jarek McKinnon with the Chiefs. They did resign him, and yet he seems like he's not even being drafted in redraft mock drafts. So just wondering if you should try to pick him up uh, as one of your last picks on your bench or maybe wait and see uh, if he's still on waivers. Thanks. Have a good one. Yeah, so the question is, you know, relevance of Jarek McKinnon after the strong finish to last year. I agree with the caller. Like, he has not been talked about enough this offseason. It does seem to me like knowing what the Chiefs do, Andy Reid, confidence levels at running back, this is probably a big fantasy blind spot because when you're you're coming off a title that he played a, a, a huge role in and teams play the players they trust, they brought him back, you know, I don't think consistency is something you're going to be able to look at from maybe any of the running backs in Kansas City. They throw, I mean, Jason's brought it up repeatedly, they throw so much around the goal line. So that kind of like automatic uh, situation is gone and, you know, Clyde Edwards or Lair will be back. That is, to me, the most interesting point for Jarek McKinnon. Jarek McKinnon's been pretty valuable two years in a row. Towards the end of last year, he was unbelievable. And it was, 
in the passing game around the goal line receiving touchdowns. In fact, his last 16 games, he, he had a 17-game pace of 22 receiving touchdowns, which obviously uh, is impossible for yeah. anyone, let alone a running back. But that stretch of games, uh, th weeks 13 through 18, Clyde Edwards-Alaire wasn't there. He played uh, through, and then I think he was out starting week 12. Yes. So it, it correlated exactly when Clyde was gone, where Jarek McKinnon went from a, a piece of the offense to an important piece yeah, of the offense. Uh, RB1, RB21, RB6 in the playoffs. In fact, an article on ESPN talking about some of the players standing out in each camp mentioned another running back in Kansas City, Daneric Prince. Mm -hmm. So you do have a crowded backfield. Um but he was successful, right? Like this was a a success. It wasn't a de, you know, de facto, oh man, we wish Clyde was in there and he would have been like Clyde hasn't been that level of a success. So uh, yeah, you know, depending how it shakes out, I would take a deep uh, a late round flyer on Jarek for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I I'm Maybe not you're less, sure. Less I'm bullish. less. I'm personally less bullish. If this is uh, underdog best ball, where you're going 18 rounds, absolutely, he should be drafted. But if you're talking about your home leagues, your redraft leagues, I think there's probably better options because Pacheco should be back. He he had uh, off season surgery. I think it was his ankle, but he should be back. Clyde should be back. The new rookie coming in, and they waited to sign Jarek McKinnon until after the the NFL draft. I think they see value in him, but he wasn't like necessarily a guaranteed part of their plans. I, I believe they wanted uh, Jameer Gibbs. And when they didn't get him, they're like, okay, McKinnon, you're back. The, uh, I, I mentioned uh, on a, a recent show talking about, uh, we were talking about Austin Eckler overperforming at touchdowns, how running backs usually have a rushing touchdown for about uh, every 135 rushing yards or so. Well, if you want to look at that for receiving yards, a running back Looking at the entirety of the position, they score a touchdown on about every 189 receiving yards. Last year, Jarek McKinnon had 512 receiving yards and nine touchdowns. That puts his touchdown scoring pace compared to average at a 331 percent. I, mean, I still it's think it's just think, it's not. It I is think I'm not in. a sustainable thing. I think I'm in on him. Yeah, I do. I you at know 31. Well, like, are I, you? I I I just. I know that the trusted players on this team is a short list in the passing game. Let me give it to you. Travis Kelsey, Jarek McKinnon. Like, you had Juju Smith-Schuster. He's departed. So you still have – so we're going to talk about Rashi Rice, and we're going to talk about Sky Moore. We're going to talk about uh, uh, the name I'm forgetting coming over from New York. Kadarius Tony. Well, no, but trust and Kadarius Tony are not – Corollary. He came from Richie New York. James. Richie James. Richie James. Yep. Thank you, Kyle. Uh, Marquez yep. Valdez Scantling. Yeah, th this is what I'm saying. Like from a from that, we saw it with sure. uh, Damian Williams. Y yes. In, uh, if you have trust in the passing game with a player, I I'm not saying that you guys are going to be wrong. I'm just saying I think I buy into the fact that he he could be a player that you take at the end of your draft and you're starting by week two every week. I I can see the path because you saw it happen last year, but again. Just highlighting the the takeover for Jarek McKinnon happened uh, basically identically when Clyde Edwards-Alaire was out, and Clyde had that role to start the this year. You had three catches, four, five, and Clyde Edwards his his overproduction at the beginning of the year was all touchdowns as well. So I can see the path, and and it's it's nothingness. You know, it's a really really low opportunity cost pick. So. I guess it Maybe. does. It does have to do with your confidence that Clyde will get work back in, and that there will yeah. be confidence. Like I don't know, is this guy fourth on the depth chart? 
Is he I don't, two? I, I don't know that right now, and so another camp battle to watch. I think that I think Clyde will be worked back in. The 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 problem for Clyde is is not that he's a bad player. It's that the Chiefs set themselves up for the expectations of this is a first round running back. And then he wasn't he didn't have the skill or the talent level to be a first round running back, more like a third round guy. So if they, if they had drafted him in the third, I think everything We'd have a different perspective. Everything on Clyde has completely changed. I it's, bet you wouldn't have him on your dynasty team. Oh no, I would have Jonathan Taylor on my team. <laughs> Um, you're right. It'll be, uh, the truth is that backfield is going to be messy and that, that, you know, Jason, you haven't had a lot of confidence in Pacheco as a draft selection either because of the same reasons. So, uh, I, this is a questionable decision Brooks on this next, um, mailbag question. You allowed a question from a Twitter handle, uh, uh cabbage farts. I like it. Who amongst us has not had cabbage farts? I try to keep those to a minimum. I mean, due you, to not eating cabbage. Oh, what? Oh, I love. You're cabbage. a big cabbage. Oh, guy. I love. You cook, cook that up. Mm. Cooked cabbage yeah. is gross. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Oh, Hawaiian food. Wait. You so can... we've got one cabbage guy on the show. Oh. That could be your new nickname, Big Cabbage. Oh yeah. There, there you go. <laughs> He's the hit man. <laughs> yeah, I'm the fantasy hit man. And I you're... do have to. I do have to find a new name. You're, you're now. Big, right. Big cabbage. Oh, you. you know, you guys are wild. Get cabbage that, patch kid. Get that. Uh, get get the Hawaiian barbecue chicken on the mm. cabbage mm. with the broccoli. Ooh, and then you end up stuff. with a Twitter oh, yeah, handle yeah, like yeah, this. Yeah. yeah, you get the farts. Uh, full PPR keeper question. Cooper Cup in the third. Chris Olave in the seventh. Ooh, interesting. It's there's no way I'm not taking cup. Yeah, there. Olave. It's now like if you had said Cooper Cup in the first, Olave in the seventh. Does it change? Probably. I think then I I'd, think I'd it take changes then because yeah. you could potentially still draft Cooper Cup in the first with your first round pick that you retain. I was going to go the other way. Like, how far back does Olave have to go? Is and is there? I don't far think there is. Back. I don't think there's a far enough back. If if Chris Olave was there for a 16th rounder, I mean the difference between a seventh and a 16th, the seventh isn't. You know the the players there, they're okay. You, you're going to have some hits, but you're going to have a lot of misses there. This is really about having the potential number one wide receiver in all of fantasy. Yeah, Chris Olave, a game breaker, and getting him for a third round pick. So uh, yeah, it it is definitely Cooper Cup in the third. Mike is bringing me perpetual life with his Chris Olave <laughs> oh, adoration. I am in. I mean, I tried to get him in our dynasty league. Did you? I did. It didn't work. Not get him. I did not trade for him. Uh, all right. Um, <laughs> okay. So we're all going Cooper cup there. Yeah. A couple of IR rules questions. YouTube question. How many IR spots should there be on a 12 team league? Two, two. Okay. Two. Yeah. Sometimes you just do you need one. Or do you Sometimes that's just the answer. Uh, YouTube question. Last year, one of my players was suspended and I could not put him on IR. Your thoughts? That's yeah. how it works. Yep. The NFL can't either. A suspension is not an injury. <laughs> right. Uh, that would be great if I'm it, injured when you're, they're suspended. Like <laughs> emotionally. Hurts, I'm emotionally yeah. hurt and it hurts my team. We've, I, we've played on several different platforms and we had a year where I think it was on was NFL. Oh, is that? Uh, yeah. And, one of the platforms. And we could put IR, suspended players in the IR and it, Felt gross. Yeah, I'm real dirty. I mean, I did it for sure. If the platform <laughs> yeah, if the lets platform you, you got to do you. it. Yeah, you you play to the rules that your platform has, but I don't think a suspended player should be able to put in a spot designed for someone who has sustained an injury. And most leagues don't allow it, which means decisions on players like Alvin Kamara this off season will become more complicated if we get clarity. If he's missing two games, three games, whatever it is, maybe it's none. 
But if he's missing yeah. time, your decision in the draft isn't just like I get to wait. It's do I get to wait and lose a bench spot? Mm-hmm. And the first few weeks of the year when you're picking up waiver wire players, you're taking flyers, you're costing yourself something. It, I mean, that was that was the Hopkins decision last year. Right, six weeks. Is you had to carry him, and that was a long time. By week four, you're like, Ugh, Honestly, the Hopkins, best, you're killing me. If you're going to do it with a player suspended that long, just let somebody else carry him for about four of those weeks and then go and trade for them and pay Could. the price for about two. Uh, all right, question from Instagram. Ad Rocco says, thoughts on Adam Thielen for the upcoming season? I laugh because I don't. I expected uh, to hear like a, a groan. Yeah, from ca- cabbage farts is what you would expect <laughs> to hear in response to how we're feeling about basically thirty-three-year-old Adam Thielen. Um, he's he got some quiche. He got some quiche. He's got I am fourteen million super, guaranteed. Super happy for him. He his very com- his well. Competition is nothing. No, he he very well might be the number one wide receiver for this team. I would expect him to be. I have him statted to be the number one wide receiver. And that's just not over that under, valuable. Over under 800 yards. Under. under. Over under 700 yards. Under. I think of uh, – I, I can I'm, say like 10 yards and Mike will be like, he, he will not be the, the number one. Jonathan Mingo will be the number one wide receiver on this team. Wow. That's not going to happen. I think Adam Thielen will be consistently tar- – if, if Adam Thielen goes out and does what he did last year, 70 for 716 and 6. He won't do that. He won't do that? No. I have him – There's got to be a bet here. Yeah, if you're pro Thielen, you can find a bet. The hitmen are (laughs) on the other side. The hitmen. We took a contract. 650 yards receiving. I've got him under that. I've got him at 632. Michael certainly be in on this receiving yards. No, 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 no. That's not the line. You don't get to move it all the way down to where I have him ranked. 700. I don't feel 100 percent sure about 700 yards is not a good season. To be clear. For oh, fantasy, I, I'm aware. If he gets 701, that's a bad season, and I'm that's excited, the line. I'm excited for a spurt from Adam Thielen in the beginning of the year. I'm not as excited about the back half of the year where he has perennially disappeared. Let me see. where oh, I gave him 788. Okay, so 700. And Chark is there, 690. Right? 699, and I'll take it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We'll, we'll go 700. <laughs> Water bet. I, I do not really want to be betting on Adam Thielen. And yet you have done it. I have done it. He's... Also in my dynasty league. Um, oh, there it yeah. is. There and it the is. the truth <laughs> shall set you free. There are, there there are bets is. you can make to be optimistic about an outcome you want. Yeah, there are bets you can lose. give yourself optimism and lose that money uh, all the, over the place. They call those bets A-Robs. Yeah. You, you, yeah. you A-Rob yeah. yourself. Yeah. yeah. It's like a robbery. Yep. Um, all right. Uh, Who? You still got him? Unfortunately. <laughs> I believe I out, I asked our league yesterday if they. Yes, you did. <laughs> over under 250 yards this year for, for A-Rob. I forget. I think you can get over that. He's on the Pittsburgh Steelers, yeah, everybody. I, I, f- I forget. when I'm, you know We've been talking a lot about Deontay Johnson, uh-huh. and I, I brought up the fact that they lost Chase Claypool, and I I forget. That you should have Al given Robinson me six fifty. The underdog underdog line for Theon is five seventy five. Ooh, you First took all, a bad. Why bet. would why would you pay a guy with that line fourteen million guaranteed? I guess you have it to you, spend because you don't have a choice. Yeah, you don't have any whiteouts. Yeah. Um, and nobody wanted to come. I yeah. Al Robinson's dynasty trade value is currently in dirty diaper range. That's about where. Yeah. Not even, I, not even clean diapers. Nobody even offered me one. And I was looking for one. You wanted a dirty diaper. I would rather have it. 
Because then you could just throw that away, but you can't. Yeah. You don't know how to get rid of Allen. I Robinson. don't know how to get rid. I mean, I guess I could do the vindictive drop to waivers. Oh, you should. It but would if be you do good, that, you got to screen record. Yeah, that's fair. It would be a nice social experiment. I wonder. Oh, he's mo- getting picked up. I, oh, he'll yes, he will get picked up. But for how much fab? Over under oh. fifteen. Oh, I assumed it would be for free. Uh, <laughs> okay, it'll be over fifteen. Someone always makes a mistake on Allen Robinson. You're talking about a player that finished at 24 in week two, 14 in week six, and 17 in week 11? Man. His consistency he rating just, across those three games was outstanding. He just So he turned it on. He needed Baker Mayfield. Oh, my gosh. These, these numbers. Uh, 12 yards receiving. 7 yards receiving. 12 yards receiving. 24 <laughs> yards receiving. What's his snap count, though? Probably didn't play hardly any. Uh, we're going at an average of 91%. <laughs> it sucks. How did that happen? I don't know, man. He, he, he got one of them invisibility cloaks once he ran the route. Oh, my gosh. It's not like Cooper Cup got hurt, right, and gave him an opportunity <laughs> midseason? Wow. That didn't work out. I'm sorry, everybody. Wait, For, I have Kyle, on my he... dynasty team because I decided to put my money where my mouth was. Kyle, he ranked 10th in routes run? <laughs> on the season, no, wow, that's not possible. No, through the first, through the first six weeks. Oh, first six weeks. Routes, okay, okay. Number one in end zone targets in through the, the first six weeks. <laughs> okay, wow, that's what made it so painful. Wow. The, the end zone targets were coming, yeah. uh, and then they were going. Yeah, brutal. Next question, Brooks. We got time for another one. Yeah, let's got one more. Instagram question from Mister Fantastic FFB: Is James Cook a mega sleeper, or will Damian Harris be too involved? Uh, I think, I think he's a mega sleeper. I oh, do, really? I absolutely do. I do too. But I was sure you were on no, the other we, side. We both have him ranked significantly higher than Mike does. I think James Cook can run away with the job. If you, if you live in the world that you do, Jason, where yeah. you believe that Devon A. Chain, despite his stature, can be a predominant, valuable fantasy asset in the AFC East on a team with other backs, mm-hmm. you have to believe in the world where James Cook can do that too. And I do. Now, James Cook does not have the juice that A-Chain has. Oh, he's got juice, baby. He does. I mean, last year, he had a pretty good season. He averaged 5.7 yards per carry, had a lot of explosive runs. He obviously was behind Devin Singletary. And it wasn't until the end of the season where you started to see him get more involved, get 56, 41, uh, 43% of the snaps. Because the first part of the year, I mean, you're talking about a guy who wasn't really playing. 3% of snaps, 18, 14% of snaps, 5% of snaps. He wasn't involved, and he was a rookie. But what you saw on film, when given the opportunity, was a lot of explosive plays. I could see two things happening this year. I could see Damian Harris, who I believe is just a really good running back. Yeah, I think he's he's good. He's just a solid veteran running back. I could see him being the number one for this team, the way Devin Singletary was, and then they kind of use James Cook as that change of pace, speedster, smaller back kind of like they did at the end of last year. If that happens, neither one are going to be valuable. Or James Cook is the guy that they drafted in the second round to be their starter, and they brought in Damian Harris to back him up. If that happens and they give James Cook the opportunity, I think he's going to crush. I think he's going to be really, really electric. Uh, You know, you're not going to be able to stack the box against him, and if you give him a lane, he can be gone. Well, and he's very, very good at finding a – a place to be as a check down for, for Josh Allen. I think that is the secret sauce that will get, get him and keep him on the field. 
how productive that is if you're great at that in between the 20s and you don't get to score touchdowns, that is a problem. Do you think Devin Singletary or Damian Harris is a better running back? Devin Singletary. Yeah, so Pretty I mean, I think, that, I think that too. I think Singletary's a little bit better. I think they're both going to play that role fine, but yeah, mega sleeper for me, absolutely. And it just it hasn't been very valuable. I, like Singletary would have his games every no, once it in hasn't. a while, but it hasn't. since 2018... As a team, Bills running backs have ranked 26th, 23rd, 30th, 30th, 31st in total fantasy points. Like they're just there hasn't been any level of consistency. I have it ranked that. I mean, to it, it was not surprising at all to see the Bills immediately scoop up Damian Harris, who they played twice a year for a few years, and Damian Harris made them look foolish on multiple occasions. Was he ever active on those games? Harris? No, I'm, I'm oh, wondering oh, how he was misses. just banged up so often. Yeah, which that's that's fair. But I, I think that Harris is very good, and he profiles more as the 1A. And I think James Cook is the secondary option. Yeah, you have some teams that are going to be very good in the AFC East whose running back rooms right now are not – I mean, you're, these two players are the 8th and 10th round, Damian Harris and, and, and James Cook. They're both potential values. And then you look at Miami. We haven't got through a mock draft where their current starter isn't maybe not drafted. Stop saying that. <laughs> Jeff Wilson is uh, not there. No, Raheem Moster is their starter. Nope. AJ. I mean, yes, he is. Nope. It's, it's nope. A-Chain. Jeff Wilson is You don't need good. him. To, you don't need A-Chain to be the, the depth chart starter to do everything you think he can do. That is true. But, but by midseason, he'll be the starter, unless Dalvin Cook signs. Which that's what I mean, and then Dalvin Cook could also go to New York, which you are, you have been you've probably got incantations and candles and all sorts of prayers. I didn't even hear what you said because I blocked that out <laughs> yeah, so hard. You don't even. I respond. have that muted in real life. Yeah, that's just it didn't show up on my timeline in life. <laughs> all right, let's move on. Best ball breakdown presented by Underdog Fantasy. All right, every, every week right now we are uh, jumping into Best Ball Breakdown, taking a look at some different topics in Best Ball, and uh, we wanted to dive into a specific round, a little bit of a ADP price check, um, look at round five in Best Ball drafts, and you know, you've kind of got your studs in the first four rounds. Roster construction is taking form. Uh, what are you looking for from picks 49 to 60, that fifth round? Got some names out there uh, that, you know, the current ADP, Christian Kirk, Justin Fields, Hawkinson, Mixon, Ayuk, Walker, Aaron Jones, Herbert, Godwin, Dobbins, Hollywood, Kittle. That's the names that are in that range right now. So what is the target and what does your exposure look like to those names? So I'll jump in first. My target is going to depend a little bit upon my roster construction. I'm in this range, I'm usually taking another running back or wide receiver. More often than not, a wide receiver, just depending on, on, on how my team is built. If I grabbed two running backs early, then I'm, then I'm focused on wide receivers here. If not, um, then I'll go running back. But when I look at my exposure, there's two players I really like and one player I have a lot of in this range. The player I have a lot of is Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon is in this range because it is not a 100% locked and loaded guarantee that he is on the Bengals to start the season. There's still some 
personal issues in the air. I I put it at 98% that he's the Bengals week one starter. I, I don't believe that this Super Bowl contending team has any other choice. That's the biggest compelling argument in that favor because you always say watch what the team does. So what did they do? Yeah. Where's they their option? They drafted a running back in the fifth round. Yeah, fifth yeah, round running so. back while letting Samaj P. Ryan go. And so if the if the season P. Ryan. if the season were to sure. start tomorrow or or this Sunday and drafts were right now, Joe Mixon is not in this range. Um and that's why I like taking advantage of that. The wide receiver that I target here because he's very, very low. He's the 59th player off the board is Marquise Hollywood Brown without DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, I think he's going to have a phenomenal season. Eventually, Kyler will come back. Best ball, you get the entire season. You're going to get all 18 weeks. Um, so I, I really like Hollywood Brown and Joe Mixon, which is pretty high in my exposure. Yeah, I'll throw out Justin Herbert's name. You know, he's in the middle of this uh, bunch of picks. We've talked about him extensively this offseason but the upside there you see the you see the quarterbacks go so early in these best ball leagues wanting to have a stud if you didn't take one roster construction wise here's your chance to get maybe the last upside stud and then I'll bring up Brandon Ayuk a player that you know earlier this offseason the muddied water of of San Francisco the receiving game Brock Purdy things are positive right now I think Brandon Ayuk the you know take it for what you will hype train out of camp the reports have been unbelievable um and i think this is the year i think this is the opportunity we already had uh you know he's 70 receptions over a thousand yards last year i think you're going to get into the 80s on receptions i think you're going to be in 1100 1200 yard range and if you get nine ten touchdowns on a team that profiles as the nfc east one of their biggest competitors i'm starting to rise on him so i am actively targeting him at this at this value sure and i'm assuming that i've taking a bunch of wide receivers early as that's what I would prefer to do in, in best ball. And because I'm going for absolute ceiling here, assuming I need a running back, I, Jason, I think you are totally right. If we know that Joe Mixon is the week one starter, like as we get into August, he'll jump third round. He'll jump, probably jump into the third, maybe even the back of the second. We'll see. But to me, Joe Mixon is, I think his floor is pretty safe, but, I, it would take uh, just some things to swing right in his direction, specifically just a whole bunch of rushing touchdowns for him to make the the leap the leap to be elite. Meanwhile, this guy is he's clamoring, he's trying to get paid, so he still he has his own stuff around him. But J.K. Dobbins, of this group of running backs that we have listed, he would surprise me the least. If you're like, at the end of the season. Top five, the top five running backs are this, 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 and J.K. Dobbins. I think he is that good. I think that that the, means you have to have 15, 16 touchdowns in his well, in his I, range I, of outcomes. I think that he can be uh, like a twelve, thirteen hundred rushing yard guy, and then right around the double digit touchdowns. And he and he hits breakaway touchdowns all the time. Where Mixon will have to get the team will have to get down to the five, and then he'll have to fall in. Where Dobbins can do it from literally anywhere on the field. With I think, one leg or two. Yeah. And we, yeah, we, we JK uh, 2L two, yeah. here. Mm -hmm. with, yeah, if we got two legs this year, then he will not be stopped. It's just not the, it's not the biggest compliment you could pay a guy. <laughs>
that he has both of his legs yeah, functioning. But he did it with one leg. Yeah, he had one strong leg, and, and he, he was, was dominating. Now, he was, if it's JK was one so leg, that feels like a compliment because <laughs> he's doing something great with less than. Well, but JK two legs going to be like electric. Yes, he, he'll be like his no rookie one year. will stop him. I mean, okay. he's got two of them. Okay, All <laughs> two right. strong legs. Two strong legs. <laughs> All right, that was Best Ball Breakdown presented by Underdog Fantasy. Get your first deposit matched up to $100 using the code BALLERS. That is going to do it for today's show. We have a mock draft on Saturday, Brooksy. Oh, yeah. With some mayhem. mayhem. Oh, yeah, baby. Stay tuned. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Footballers Podcast. Join our fantasy football community on jointhefoot.com and follow us on Twitter at the FFBallers. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode of the podcast. And uh, since you're hanging around, I want to invite you personally to become part of our thriving fantasy football community. You can get access to exclusive Discord channels, extra episodes, fantasy football tools and resources, and of course the personal satisfaction of supporting an independent podcast. You can learn more at jointhefoot.com.